Welcome to the Vital Goddess Podcast, the place to be to embody the goddess you were born to be. I'm Diane Shepard, certified Tantra coach with a specialty in the Taoist Jade Egg practice. I offer a mind, body, spirit, and trauma-informed perspective on Taoist and Tantric practices to help you heal your relationship to your sensuality, reclaim your pleasure, and tap into the life force power of your sexual energy, which is definitely not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything, your mental and physical health, your creativity, your joy, your vitality, and it's also a direct line to your unique expression of the sacred feminine. And what the world needs now more than ever are more women like you embodying the goddess they were born to be. You see, we're at a crucial point in human history right now. A new way of being human is emerging on the planet. And at the heart of that shift is the rise of the sacred feminine. How is the feminine rising in you? Let's find out. I am so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Hello there, love, and welcome back to the Vital Goddess Podcast. It is always such an honor to have you here. So if you've been here before, welcome back. So thrilled to have you back again. And if you're brand new to the show, brand new to my world, big welcome to you. I hope you find something here for you that's useful, supportive, who knows, maybe even entertaining. Um, Yeah, my mission is to support you any way I can in really reconnecting and fully embodying your unique expression of the sacred feminine. And um, if you listen to the intro, you intro to the podcast, you heard all about that. But yeah, that's really my jam and what I'm here to do. So if that speaks to you, um, maybe you'll find something here for you. So happy to have you. Okay, so today's episode, I want to go into three super common habits that really block our feminine energy. I I would even say that can kill our feminine energy if we let it get out of hand. And I say we, because this is something that um, I think we all struggle with from time to time. And it really is, from my perspective, um, just a function of internalized patriarchy. All of the habits I'm going to speak to here, I think that's exactly what it is. It's really these systems that have really crushed the feminine and have not supported the feminine in all humans to thrive or even exist, barely exist for thousands of years. So of course, we've accumulated all kinds of conditioning and um, limiting beliefs and um, therefore habits, ways of being that are really not conducive, not conducive at all for us to uh, really express this energy, to even feel this energy and acknowledge its existence, right? It is about mindset, it's about embodiment, and it also is about integration, you know, really bringing this alive in our lives. And when we have habits, and habits are things that, you know, we do, and sometimes we do them unconsciously, right? Um, That that keep sabotaging us, it's really hard to move forward. We might have like a a, a light bulb moment idea, like, oh, yeah, I want to embody my feminine. And if we have these habits entrenched, it could be really hard. So we want to start to really unpack it and make uh, different choices if this is something we really want to pursue. 
But before we dive in, I want to say that the um, Vital Goddess Mastermind, right, the uh, registration is open. So you can apply with the link in the show notes. Let me know. Um, I'd love to connect with you. The uh, We have a very intimate container of, you know, I really am careful about not exploding it into um, a big group because I think it's important to um, make sure that women get the one-on-one um, attention that they deserve initially when they start this journey. So therefore, I have a very short application process so that we can connect and um, I can get your questions answered, all of that. That's super important to me before you make a decision like this, investing your your time, your energy, and of course, your money. So anyway, link is in the show notes. Check it out. And if this resonates, um, my work resonates with you, I would love, love, love to meet you and see you in that space. Again, uh, spaces are limited, so I have a short application process. Okay, so let's go into these three, and I say super common habits that, um, you know, we can really fall into if we're not um, aware, right? It does take a degree of constant vigilance, in my opinion. So the first one is overbooking ourselves or really buying into the I'm too busy mindset, right? And this is such a thing, right? We we tend to almost view this as a badge of honor. Like how busy am I? How busy are you? If you're not busy, you're not a good a good human or something like that. There's just all this weird uh narrative woven into that. And I was just speaking um, about this with a client of mine who's also a close friend and a colleague. And a mo- I'd say all of my clients end up being close friends and colleagues on some level. But we were talking about this, this whole busy thing that that women um, have been, I think, conditioned into buying into, that um, we think if we just keep going and keep busy, that everything's going to be fine. I really think it's in a way a trauma response. It's about, um, you know, really not leaving time for for, for for anything like emotions or anything like that, which is if you keep busy, you'll be fine, right? Kind of thing. And that just really uh, stifles the feminine. Yeah, the feminine in you needs white space. She needs spaciousness. She needs unstructured time. She needs to saunter rather than power walk occasionally. She needs to let go of the goal. I th- honestly think this is why so many women are really frustrated with their erotic experience because we were so conditioned, right, to be goal-oriented and to um, be busy and task-oriented. And this is all like all woven together, in my opinion. And the thing is, when we are in that mode, our feminine just collapses, right? She just goes MIA. And, um, you know, and I want to be sensitive to maybe you're at a stage of life where you are truly, there's a lot being demanded of you. Maybe you're caretaking an elderly uh, parent or something or raising small children. I totally get that. And yet there's so much agency we have. Society's not going to support you in this, but I will, um, to really take back that power of your schedule. The most precious gift, um, you know, you have, you are the most important resource in your life, let's say, the most important asset. And you, the way you spend your time, you know, the way you schedule your life is um, a sacred commitment to yourself in so many ways, right? And this friend that I was speaking to, she she did such a great job. She was posting about this, but she was saying how like, I am super intentional about whatever goes on my calendar. And I want that for you. You know, don't be haphazard. Don't say yes to things that you're just not feeling 
psyched about if at all possible. Sometimes we have to do stuff that we're not really crazy about, but really even with social stuff, right? Create some space for yourself. We're like, oh, I I love the idea of coming. Um, See how you feel. Like always try to give yourself that option of um, maybe not going to something if you're just feeling like, oh, I need some time to myself, right? Because things can fill up fast. And again, your feminine energy really needs um, that white space, that that um, that spaciousness so that she can flow. You put a deadline on the feminine and she doesn't like it. It's, it's just this kind of cringeworthy thing. And the masculine part of you must might love scheduling, might love all that stuff. And that's great, right? We want that part of us. But if you do want to do this work of really enlivening your feminine, I know she's in there, you might have to dismantle this habit of overbooking yourself, of really scheduling everything to the last minute. I would say create spaciousness around everything that you do. Create buffer zones around all of the things you do, if possible. Even five minutes can make a big difference. So you don't come into your day, feel like you're rushing from thing to thing to thing, because by the end of the day, you're going to be like, what? Like, I I can't even be in my body. I don't even know who my feminine is anymore. And that is definitely not the place you want to be, I'm assuming, if you're listening to this podcast. And it definitely um, has a big impact on our intimacy with ourselves, but also with a partner, right? And we can't shift gears if we've been in high gear all day. You know, we've all had that experience. And I still fall into that habit. You know, I just, sometimes it's pedal to the metal. And I'm like, okay, but now I'm more aware. I'm like, I know I'm doing it and I know what I'm going to have to do to undo it, right? I'm going to have to create that even more spaciousness to take that Epsom salt bath, to take that walk in the woods, to do that breathwork practice, you know, um, the, all the things that I know that resource me. So really make this, this the time for yourself. Don't overbook. Even put it on your calendar, you know, slack time, time that you're just going to practice the art of doing nothing. Yeah. Or just, you know, literally roll around on the floor or just watch the clouds roll by or watch grass grow. That is actually stuff that your feminine will start to come alive if you create more space for unstructured things like that. Okay. So, um, yeah, the second habit I want to talk about here is over controlling or micromanaging. And please don't make yourself wrong, right? We all do this. And again, I think it's internalized patriarchy. It really comes from, in a way, um, a trauma response of scarcity, of feeling like it's not going to get done unless I do it, right? And I get it, right? I, I definitely have been there and I could still fall into that sometimes. That kills our feminine, right? She wants to really have that collaborative experience of uh, being supported and you deserve that, right? But when we start to micromanage, you know, the people around us or every detail in our lives, we really, we take on this um, really overinflated um, decision-making. Like we just go overboard with having to make too many decisions and that pisses off our feminine, man. It's like, and I just have to say, decision fatigue is a thing. This is becoming really well studied now, not just for women, but for men. It's just like if, how many decisions you make in a day really, really matters. So I'm all about delegating and the details of your life, you know, whether it's like a home improvement project or whatever it is, 
delegate, right? Don't feel like you have to make all of the decisions. And maybe you have to have that conversation with a partner, right? To do that, or even with your kids, decision, decision. We don't have to micromanage and make all the decisions for them. In fact, they can feel really empowered when we start to have those conversations and, you know, give them their power to make a decision and support them in that, right? Um, And again, you might be managing a whole team of people in your work, um, we can also get better at delegating that too, right? What can you get off of your plate in terms of decision making? And that's going to maybe challenge you um, in terms of how you feel about that, right? Working on feeling safe with delegating. And I think it has a lot to do actually with our ability to receive, right? Which is a whole other topic, but it's also related deeply to this. Can we receive support can we receive the support others really want to provide for us? You know, wow. Um, Cause when we get into that white knuckle control, I've got everything handled thing. And again, this is seen in society quite often as a badge of courage as, as like um, some kind of, you know, attribute, like attribute, like, Oh, that's a good thing. It's not, it's going to kill your feminine. It's going to exhaust you and it could lead to burnout. Right. Where you just deplete your adrenals, you deplete your decision-making ability. And the more you ask for support around this and, um, you know, get people's insight, you'll have more collaboration and connection, which is what your feminine loves, right? And you'll also be able to make the important decisions from a much more embodied um, place from your inner wisdom, from your inner goddess energy. But if you are making all these little decisions that you don't even have to make, again, your goddess energy is going to go MIA and you're just going to maybe make some bad decisions at the end of the day. So decision fatigue is definitely a thing. If it's happening, note it, right? No brain fog, all the, all the symptoms. I just can't think straight. I don't know. you I don't know what to do, like those feelings when you have to make a decision or or getting pissed off. Like, why do I have to make all the decisions? We forget we have the agency, right? You know, just like my friend was saying about the schedule, we get to decide. We get to decide, um, you know, how busy we really are. We get to decide to some degree how busy we are, but we also get to decide (laughs) decide, um, how many decisions, what are the important decisions that really have to be made by you? Again, coming back to that, you are the most important asset. You are the goddess or the queen in your castle. However you want to look at that, we want to take care of you, right? You are uh, the essential um, human here when we're talking about. So there's probably a lot of people that want to support you. And it's just a matter of like noticing that and letting them, which is the hard part. Yeah. But it's really going to help again, receiving in really being vulnerable is um, actually kind of sexy, right? So really embracing your vulnerability of needing help, of wanting help. And sure, I know you can force it through and do it all yourself, but do you really want to? Is it serving you? Maybe it is, but if you're like a lot of women I know, it's not. It's not serving us to be in that um, micromanaging, I've got everything handled, all the details of my life. It really gives the signal also to the masculine folks around you, especially if he, this masculine person is romantically interested in you. It just gives the signal that there's no room for him in your life, right? If we got everything handled in such an iron grip, iron fist... What can he provide, right? The masculine wants to provide for the feminine. So what 
how can we, um, you know, let go of some of that control that can be really massively useful. And I guarantee you it might feel scary at first, but you'll feel better in your body when you start to practice it as a practice. It takes practice, right? Mindsets and then embodiment, right? Feel what that feels like to let go of some of that and, and embrace that and just practice it really um, integrated into your life. Okay, so the third habit I want to speak to is, oh my gosh, this is such a biggie, but perfectionism. Yeah. And again, this is, I believe, part of internalized patriarchy. It's something I think that most or maybe all women I know struggle with from time to time. And it, it can become a habit. And it is a trauma response, right? If we are perfect, you know, this is the idea of like, if we just do things perfectly, if we become perfect, then, then we'll be safe. Then everything will be okay. I'll have everything handled. It's very, very tied into the um, control thing, right? But this comes from really deep conditioning that you are not enough and that you, you know, need to be perfect. You need to prove yourself, which is really so untrue and will so crush your feminine energy because you, your essence, right? Doesn't have to prove anything. You know, your essence is gold. Again, you are the most important asset in your life. And when you start to cultivate your feminine essence, you'll start to feel what I mean in your body. And that's what really matters. You start to feel your worthiness. You start to feel that um, you're worthy exactly as you are. You know, there is no doing it perfectly. That's the big lie. <laughs> we been told that somewhere out there is this like, a plus that we're going to get for doing things perfectly. I find that to be completely false and it really t sucks the juice right out of life. It really does. And it does um, really crush our feminine energy because your feminine energy thrives on approval. Now, not just a, not approval from accomplishments. It's a very important distinction here. She thrives on approval from just her being, you know, like there's this practice we do in my work called the inner smile, where we really re, you know, reprogram ourselves to smile as if we're smiling at an adorable puppy or a kitten or a baby, like getting that really adorable approval, unconditional love feeling. We smile right into our own bodies, our hearts, our wombs, our yonis. And that is such a powerful practice because it really can um, re reprogram that perfectionism, right? Like you're perfect right now. Like you don't need to be perfect. You already are. Like it's not about doing your life. It's about, um, you know, being who you came here to be. That's what your feminine is about. She's not about accomplishment. It's more about presence and essence and, you know, really shining your light, your radiance. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess um, let me just underscore a little bit about solutions or, you know, what to do. How do you turn this around? I think I touched on it already for most as I went through. But again, going back to that first one of overbooking ourselves, just again, get out your calendar and create buffer zones in there. Create space. Say if you had to run an errand, can you put 15, 20 minutes on either side of that, you know, more time than you know is necessary to do that thing? Don't... Um, don't pride yourself on on um, your ETAs and doing it in, in the most efficient way because <laughs> that'll kill your feminine. Get some spaciousness. Give yourself some time as you walk into the store or wherever you're going. 
where you can slow it down, where you can actually breathe in the air, smell the scent of the flowers, you know, really stop and smell the roses, right? Look up at the sky, feel the breeze on your skin, invite in your feminine essence to whatever you need to do. You do that through creating those buffer zones, those spacious, the, the white space, right, in your calendar. So definitely highly recommend that. And it sounds weird. It's kind of um, an oxymoron here, but schedule time for unscheduled stuff, right? Like so schedule time for like non-structured stuff is what I mean. Like just, um, okay, I'm going to write it down. I'm going to watch the grass grow. <laughs> I'm going to watch the clouds. You know, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to saunter. I'm not going to power walk today. I'm going to slow it way down and just feel my body just moving through space, you know, taking my time things like that can be so powerful and you'll notice a change in how you feel if you create these new habits, right? They're habits. So you want to create new habits. Um, and over time, you'll start to build power in your feminine. So the micromanaging, we talked about that already, you know, delegate, ask for help and receive it. Practice receiving, even if it scares the shit out of you, <laughs> do it anyway. Receive. You'll be amazed at um, what the masculine people in your life will want to step up and provide for you, right? If we stop thinking we have to do it all and make all the decisions and just hand the keys over once in a while to to a masculine person in your life and just sink back. You know, I always like to, I, I love to sit in the passenger seat and put my feet out the window in the summertime and let my husband drive, you know, that kind of thing. That That's a good image. I just like sit back, relax, and let them take care of the details. Trust that they are empowered. Trust that they can do it. Um, and uh, that that's going to really, really be a powerful shift. And the perfectionist piece, again, letting go of it as much as you can. Let yourself be messy, love yourself, smile, use that inner smile practice, smile into your body. Every time a, a, a critical thought comes in, right? The self-criticism, oh my gosh, epidemic, and it kills our feminine. Again, she thrives with approval and self-love. So approval and self-love, that should be your mantra, approval and self-love. And in the moment, even when you have a head cold and you feel like crap, can you smile into your body, have your hand on your heart, be like, ah, oh, I love you, right? Instead of what we would do if we're in perfectionist mode, right? We would just get really down on ourselves for being sick and da da da. Now we're not going to accomplish all these things. Yeah, catch yourself when you're on that train and and decide to to step off it into the realm of the wild feminine, and you will be so surprised at how you feel in your body. So take that on as a practice, you know, as a challenge, you know play with it. Maybe just pick out one of those things to implement in your life and integrate into your life. So that's it for this episode. I'm looking forward to hearing how that lands for you. All right, my love, take care. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show, I have a free offer that I think you're going to absolutely love. It's called Shakti Core breathwork journeys. This is a free membership. And when you sign up, you'll get instant access to a whole bunch of content on how to really use the power of your breath to get a deeper embodiment of your sacred feminine energy. So this is definitely a feminine spiritual practice. So I have a whole bunch of content for you. When you join, you can learn all about the breath and how I use it in my work to really support women in opening to more pleasure, right? Really um, coming into a space of 
being able to receive more pleasure, a deeper connection to sensuality, and um, how to really open and express more of your own unique beauty, your unique radiance, your light, and get a deeper connection on how to use the breath to connect more deeply to your desires, your passion, and the full range of your emotional palette, and also your unique expression of love. So if that speaks to you, I would absolutely love to see you in there. I'm stoked to share the content with you, but even more than that, I'm really excited to guide you on live breathwork journeys, which will be happening twice a month in that space. So the link is in the show notes to sign up. I hope to see you there. And if you have a woman or women in your life that you know would benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please, sharing is caring. So pass it on. I would so appreciate that. All right. That's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.